Hey, I'm Tori Porter and I'm the CEO and founder of iFox Fitness where I online train dozens of women to get foxy by annihilating their stress and becoming a priority to step into who they really are as moms, wives of first responders and military members as women with big aspirations. I want each of you to walk away with a piece of power you can use to do the same. Each week I'm going to go give you an inside look of what me and my foxy ladies are doing and how you can create and apply these principles to your regimen so you can step into your fox mode where you are most confident, your love life is booming, you're a master of your day, you are strong, feel beautiful from the inside out and well rested. Why? Because a woman who can do that can do anything and handle much more. You ready? Welcome back, y'all, to Find Your Fox podcast. It's your host, Coach Tori Porter, and today I have the waited-for topic of being a competitor, a bodybuilding athlete, bikini competitor at that, while also being a military and first responder wife and mom, a do-it-all type of girl. So, I hope that you enjoy this episode today, and I hope that it enlightens you, inspires you, sheds some light on this topic, and some awareness, especially for you women out there who are wondering how to make it all happen. Um, Going after your goals is not easy, especially when you have this lifestyle added to the mix. It is not something that is uh, heavily guided and... um, heavily spoken of within this sport and quite frankly I would love to be the person that blazes that trail for you all so that you can reach your fullest potential feel accomplished feel sexy feel confident go after large goals that you know maybe at first scared you but you know bring a purpose a meaning or something else to fruition in your life that enables you to do more and be more Um, There is a variety of reasons as to why we want to and need to compete, and I'm not here to decipher that for you on this episode, but I'm here to share my experience of being a competitor and a military and first responder wife, and how you can take my experience and help you navigate through that yourself. So sit back and take a listen. So the first thing I want to say to you guys today who are listening to set the tone of this podcast episode today is you need to know when the time is to be competitive and when the time is to be present in your life. And I'm speaking from experience. If you are a military or first responder spouse, it is integral, it is vital, it is essential for you to be in sync with the needs and the goals of your entire family. Okay, it is very, very different from, say, a single competitor or somebody who is dating, somebody who also competes, or somebody who has the time and the flexibility 
in their civilian lifestyle to go show to show, to go to national shows all the time, to go to pro very quickly. The, the capability is there for somebody like that. Whereas our lifestyle as a military and first responder or a spouse of somebody who serves in these um, careers and occupations, it is very different. We have a different approach, a different requirement, a different feeling and emotion, and a different physical limitation, as well as the demand that we have on our lives and, and on us as wives and individuals within this type of family lifestyle. Okay, nobody is going to understand that more than you and a fellow military or first responder spouse. And that is why at iFox Fitness, we have spent all of our years in service creating and cultivating the best elite community for our ladies to really generate the right enrichment of community and relationships in their lives where we all coming we're all coming together on the same principles the same foundations and the same values that relate to our military and first responder family lifestyle and also relate to our fitness and our health and our wellness and our well-being endeavors okay there's not really much out there for that and i know that because when i was going through this my first time you know all i could find was MLM companies and bodybuilding.com and just all of the typical, you know, marketed routes and avenues that get pushed to us, um, you know, whenever we spark the interest of losing weight, getting fit, getting toned, adding muscle, um, trying to diet down, you know, postpartum, like all of this stuff gets shoved down our throats immediately whenever we start um you know really expressing the interest we even have family and friends who are like oh you should try this or you should go to this class because i do it and i need a friend and i need an accountability partner and this shake thing worked for me um and then when you go to try these things you get severely disappointed it either tastes disgusting or it's a lackluster of enjoyment. It doesn't fit with your lifestyle because it's not designed to. It's very generalized, right? I've been down this path, ladies. I know what it's like. And you know what? I turned that around. I went to college. I found myself a military spouse scholarship and I put myself into college. I put my head in a book and I studied and studied and studied. Got my certifications that are nationally accredited and also worldwide accredited um, later on so that I could come back in the fitness industry having the plethora of knowledge needed to serve women like me who absolutely need and deserve that type of elite service, who need and deserve the better understanding of, you know, how to truly navigate through this type of lifestyle, how to truly fit fitness and health into this type of family lifestyle. And I say this because I've had my experience of doing the opposite. 
not doing it at all and being at my worst rock bottom moment ever, realizing I needed to make a shift or else nothing was going to get better, being completely bedridden in a hospital bed rest place for a month um, due to a stress-induced labor when my husband was deployed in Kuwait. And I've also been on the flip side of that where fitness was so heavy in my life that that's all I was hyper-focused on. And that's in the midst of me trying a bunch of different things just before I went into college. And that was during our reintegration time as a military family. And I completely shifted my marriage and it tanked um, because I was not focused on my marriage at all. I was just focused on myself and just focus on fitness. So I've been on both sides of the spectrum, ladies. And, you know, it's my job to be very transparent about that because I'm not perfect. The reason why I do what I do today and I'm so successful and I've transformed dozens of women's lives is because I've been there. I've dug in those trenches and I continue to dig in those trenches with you all um, as I navigate police wife life, right? And that's not easy in itself. It's a whole... It's kind of a whole new territory with competing. And, you know, there's always twists and turns. You think you've got it all figured out and you, you've got a good system, but this lifestyle is not for the faint-hearted, I tell you that right now. And it constantly shifts, constantly shifts because their shift is always rotating, always changing, always getting called in, right? So I'm going to talk about, you know, my experience with all of these things today. And I hope that you find some relation to that. It brings some, you know, insight to you. Because more than anything, I want you guys to know that you don't have to be held back from this type of lifestyle. I want you to know that you don't need to feel like you're a victim to this lifestyle. Okay? Because that is the very point at which we lose ourselves. We don't um, we're not a priority anymore and we really truly are succumbed by stress and anxiety and overwhelm and that's when the pounds pack on, you know, emotional eating was a very, very prevalent thing for me. It is something that I kind of used, um, as, you know, my escape to fill a void a lot of times, um, it would be my release and, that itself is not a very good habit. So there's a lot of reversal that needs to happen. There's a lot of rerouting of the habits. Um, we need habit change and a lot of different things. There's a lot of variables when it comes to women within these life styles. And that is why I've become a specialist in providing the direct path out of that for women like me. Um, and that's why I'm so, so heavily passionate about it and I will not stop. You know, I, every day I wake up and I'm like, one more woman. Let's help one more woman today who really needs it. Like, I don't even care if she signs up with us. I don't care if she needs coaching right now. But how can I help her? How can I support her? What can I say in my Facebook and my Instagram post today that will really touch somebody? Um, because, you know, it's the times that we're not necessarily looking for help when we actually need help the most, right? Because at first, we're so conditioned to 
put on a strong face and put on a put on a mask every day when we wake up as a military first responder wife because everybody tends to look at us as like this unstoppable mom this unstoppable wife who who everybody just wonders you know how do you handle it at all how do you do it and at first that makes you feel really amazing about yourself but deep down you know it's not true because you're just trying to put the pieces back together every morning trying to glue it all together and hold yourself together emotionally and physically and so a lot of times we find that escape through um (laughs) binge watching netflix uh you know scrolling pinterest and making a ton of pinterest boards um even like having a shopping spree on amazon late at night when our husbands our spouses are working um because the moment that that package shows up on the doorstep it's like this this ah it's like this dopamine hit for you right and it's the same thing going in the fridge at night feeling really stressed and worried you can't sleep you're anticipating what you got to do the next day, you're lonely, you're bored, and you're going in the fridge for the Haagen-Dazs, at least that was my favorite, Um, the chocolate, the ice cream, ordering the pizza when you need it, right? When you're feeling that emptiness inside of you, that's what we're doing. And at the same time, it is draining us and sucking us dry because it's a never-ending emotional and physical roller coaster ladies I've lived this cycle and a lot of times especially in the year 2020 we all know it's been a crap year right there's a lot of, there's been a lot of moments this year that's really tempted me really push back on all of these these foundations that I've built for myself as a mom as an athlete as a coach And I've had to really sink back deep into those deep-rooted foundations I built for myself, which is the same path that I teach my ladies. And I've had to, you know, just really reconnect with that baseline again. Really reconnect with, you know, why I do what I do and why I have continued it for so long and what I need to remember and remind myself to do continuously when things get a lot more tough. Okay, so this is the time. The time is always right now, the present, to take a hold and some control back into your life. Because the moment that we let fear, stress, and anxiety and other priorities take over and unbalance ourselves from the mix when we're revolving our life constantly around other people that's when we continue to lose that's when we continue to tell ourselves no and that we're not worthy we're not capable of doing fun enjoyable things in life or even accomplishing something in your career or even a like changing your career or going back to school I have so many ladies who end up transforming with me and they're able to go back to school and get a nursing degree or they go back to school to become a teacher or they completely change their career or they get a promotion and they start making more money all of these things come as a result to obtaining your best self 
and this is something that I don't like to throw around lightly because it is very overly used and starting to become cliche in the coaching industry, right? We, we see and hear these things all the time. Be your best self. Keep hustling. Grind hard. All of these like very motivational quotes and movement statements, right? That are designed to get us to think. But more so than that, my job as a mentor and a health and fitness coach and a nutritionist is to dive deep into these women's lives hands on and tailor it to their military and first responder life. Okay, so when you have somebody who is a lifestyle fitness enthusiast, like they're looking to just generally um, feel healthier, look healthier, be fit, be toned, you know, have a better sex life with their partner as a result of them getting confidence about themselves and their own skin and all the ins and outs like that, it is slightly different than being a competitor. So there's going to be a time and a space for me to talk more hands-on about what this is like as somebody who's just obtaining lifestyle fitness goals and health goals. Um, That is definitely highly important in a competitor's life too because obviously your life isn't revolved around competing you have to have a sustainable lifestyle built into that where you can easily phase in and out of Um, prep is not a very black and white thing so I have to completely erase that mentality for most of the competitors that I work with because you have to think of it meshing into your life If it's not meshing into your life, then it's never going to work. You're going to have an imbalance. You're going to have expectations going into a show. Your spouse is going to have expectations that you're not meeting. And it's not going to align right at any point in time for the family lifestyle or yourself. It's going to make you feel kind of crappy. You're going to feel like totally disconnected from family or... um, too disconnected from your sport and then that can give you post-show blue syndrome that tends to last like the entire improvement season where you actually need to be most in tune with your gains and most in tune like on top of like everybody underestimates improvement season like oh I can get away with more fluff and and free eating and stuff this might be true if you're okay with the fat gain that comes along with gains but at the same time you have to be still in tune with your goals as a competitive athlete, okay? So um, you have to find the right balance within these phases, in and out. It's not black or white. It's not on or off season. It's kind of all together, but you're going through different phases of macronutrient intakes, caloric intakes, you know, your focus as far as, you know, the time that you put into training, the time that you put into family. It's shifting Um, the variables in those phases you have to think about it as a lifestyle itself being a competitor especially if you're somebody who wants to take it to the pro level stage you want to get your pro card Um, even if it's just a hobby sport and you want to do it like every year once or twice or every other year once or twice or maybe even every few years Maybe you like to space it out and give yourself the time as a natural 
bodybuilding athlete to, to grow um, or, you know, have periods of time where you're not necessarily focused on that next show. Okay, so you have to think about it like that. So when it comes to knowing when to be competitive and when to be focused on the family, you have to know that, first of all, when it's, when it's this type of lifestyle that you're living, it's never going to feel like the optimal time to compete, okay? It's very daunting in itself. This sport is not for the faint-hearted, somebody who, um, you know, is not ready to take on a new challenge. If you are still wishy-washy about the sport, it's going to be 10 times harder for you as a military first responder wife to take on something so powerful, so uh, engaging, so out there, which... You know, this sport used to be taboo, which thankfully it's not taboo anymore because so many people are doing it. I just saw a post today from um, NPC News and they said that we have about 2,000 competitors this year so far to date, I believe is what they recorded as far as that federation goes, which there are thousands more in other federations as well if you think about it they are solely um you know respective to those federations um so there's still you know very small percentage of people in the grand scheme of the united states and worldwide who compete in this sport it's still you know something very special to take place in but nonetheless it is a lot more popular than it used to be back in, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. It's a lot more popular now, especially for females. So it's never essentially going to feel like the right time to put on your heels, to put on the tan, to get ripped and lean, ready for stage, okay? It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hustle. It takes a lot of focus, a lot of discipline, and a lot of women actually come to me just a little bit afraid if it's their first show, which being afraid for your first show, first of all, is normal. It is normal to, to have that jittery feeling, you know, anticipating, being anxious about something you've never experienced before. That is normal. That is normal. However, what is not normal is going into it with the expectation from the belief system you've built around watching so many competitors on social media, Instagram, YouTube, like binging YouTube, uh, fitfluencers who compete, that is not going to give you an ideal, realistic view of what it's supposed to be like for you coming into the sport, number one, and also for your specific lifestyle. A lot of these competitors already have their career figured out. They've already made their window into the sport. You might even be watching one of their first vlogs that they've experienced a show, like it's their first show and they vlogged it. But think about the comparison. Who are you comparing yourself to? Who are you making uh, expectations for your first show off of? 
Who are you basing that off of? Is it another fellow military first responder wife? Most likely not. I've looked at the ratios and I will tell you there is far less military and first responder wives who are open about this type of lifestyle. Number one, because of privacy factor. We have OPSEC rules we need to follow. We have private lives to begin with for security reasons. And obviously right now, you know, and all the time, if you are in first responder family lifestyle, you know, honestly, we live very targeted lifestyles. So we have to be very private about things. So there's not a whole lot of competitors out there who are very open about it if they are. Um, and maybe there's a few, but I, I guarantee they're not sharing you the exact things that perhaps you could be doing to make the same, the same roles happen in your life to where you can make this happen. Okay, so, you know, it was not there for me, so I feel like it is my job to put it out there for you guys, okay? And that makes me happy because I knew I wished I had that, you know, something realistic, something that, you know, perhaps could have altered the way I handled things and um, prevented me from, you know, having these unrealistic expectations of me in the sport that can leave you feeling frustrated, that can leave you feeling, you know, doubtful of your capacity to even do well at a show. Like, it can really honestly degrade your feeling and your ability and confidence to do well at these shows when the sport is advancing so much that women are coming in looking like pros when it's their first show. Um, like, seriously, the sport has developed so much that the level of eliteness you have to bring into a show is outstanding. Outstanding. And so in order to match that, and be competitive in the sport, we have to find a new rooted balance within that as military and first responder spouses. We have to have the ability of training hard to replicate that look that the judges are after. Um, you know, all of the things that are trending right now in the sport. We have to bring that level of competitiveness, but we also have to do so in respect to our livelihoods our spouse's livelihoods, our kids' lives. And it's very hard to think about that when all you're focused on is that end goal, that stage goal, getting the trophy, getting the medal, getting the sword, getting the gift basket, getting the prize money, getting the, um, the, the name out there, getting more followers, right? All of us tend to get very wrapped up in getting more followers and honestly followers don't amount to anything you know all it is is basically popularity um and having your name known out there within the sport which can help you in some areas especially with collaborations with other businesses who want you to do ambassadorships or affiliations or even paid sponsorships um, there's a time and a place for that in your competitive career, too. And it's taken me some time to build up, um, you know, genuine companies that I back and believe in and who also back me. It takes time and it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come by filling out some form that you see because they're looking for people amongst thousands of applications, right? 
Um, I've seen this come in and it's like, oh, you get so wrapped up in trying to be that next sponsored athlete and then you get disappointed and like there's just this so there's this cycle coming into the sport for new athletes that I want to break. I want to break those beliefs of feeling like it's going to be a torturous endeavor, that it's going to be a deprived one or a very, very depleted one, one that's going to, you know, put a hindrance on your health post-show, that's going to perhaps spiral you out of control and do a post-show rebound. No, like that should not be normal. It is so unbelievably common for competitors at their first show and even their next show to have somebody who's guiding them who ends up really, really depleting them on water to dangerous levels. Okay, dehydration. Um, at my last show this past April, I saw like this horrendous scene um, which really appalled me. And it was this huge throw up area on the floor and it like looked bloody and gross. And I was like, oh my gosh, this poor athlete, whoever it was that did this, I feel so bad for them, right? Like, this is the lengths that some bro science coaching goes to. I have friends in this sport. I have fellow um, elite coach friends that I, that who have competed in the past and they stopped competing because they had a terrible experience with somebody who had reckless coaching um, going on with their health. Um, all in the aggressive efforts to lean somebody out for show, to condition them out within a short span of time, not listening to the body, not responding with the person's lifestyle, and just push, push, push like a prep factory, like pumping out athletes and pushing them to do the next show and the next show and the next show and the next show. And this develops like this, this need and this, this thing in the sport that is quite frankly unrealistic and unsafe and unhealthy for a lot of competitors and especially military and first responder wives. We cannot be doing that to our bodies. We cannot be putting ourselves under unnecessary amounts of stress on top of this stressful lifestyle. This lifestyle itself is already very high cortisol risk uh, state for so many women. And then you try to add aggressive methods and bro science tactics on top of that just to lean somebody out and basically starve them on 1,200 calories a day, um, you know, doing these dangerous uh, diuretics and things, uh, fat burners galore, and just so much cardio and so little carbs. You're disrupting women's hormonal cycles. You know, whether they're on birth control or not, they're losing their periods. Their cognitive function and their health is going out of control. They're losing their hair. Their skin and their hair health are going downhill. Like, these are the very signs of malnutrition. I, as a cosmetologist, know this. I've been a cosmetologist for eight years, almost nine years now. How crazy is that? I graduated cosmetology school out of high school. I did cosmetology school for three years in high school. And man, was that an awesome career at first for the first, you know, five years, um, you know, following. And then I started shifting my passion, obviously. But those are the signs of malnutrition, ladies. 
and we have coaches out there irresponsibly prescribing things and doing the bare minimum, just pushing out PDFs and things like that, and just giving an all-around um, very uncomfortable experience for somebody who wants to do something that's bigger than themselves, who wants to, you know, not be shy anymore, to put themselves out there, to um, be proud of themselves, to feel sexy again, or for the first time in their life, all at the expense of their health. Like, that is a huge responsibility in and of itself to have somebody in control of your health and in making a large investment into them for months, a year, maybe, and then financially as well, only to be told that, hey, you need to get your gallbladder removed because you have this issue. You were dieted so hard. Um, you should probably sue that coach, right? Because at that point, you're paying high costs of medical bills uh, for, you know, basically malpractice, you know, just extremely dieting you so hard beyond your capacity as a human healthily. Um, and this is this is a serious issue. Like, it's not talked about that much, but it's a thing. I see it time and time again. Now, this doesn't mean there aren't good coaches out there. I have competitor coaches, you know, of Team iFox who do really well and who have a great rapport and reputation with their athletes. And also some who have good rapport but also have some talk behind them too. And that just comes with the name of the game. This is a sport, okay? Um, coaching methods have changed through time. I will say that the sport is leaning more in a healthy direction these days, and I'm happy to see that, but I honestly believe there needs to be more of that, which is why I have taken the place to set a new standard for athletes and our athletes at Team Fox, okay, with, you know, the down to the mindset of the athlete, down to the sportsmanlike of the athlete, and down to the health of the athlete and bringing them in naturally. So, are you ready for the framework to help you decipher, you know, when is the right time to be competitive and when the right time is to be family-focused? You're going to want to probably write some of this down. And I want you to kind of learn from my example, too. So, I'll give you the example of just this past year. I had a goal to compete at Wasatch Warrior. It's been two years since I competed at this show, which has been rebranded from Salt City Showdown. It's a fantastic show promoted um, and run by Robin Maher um, out here. She's an IFBB pro. Amazing, amazing show. Highly respect her and all that she does and all that she stands for. Um, always love her shows. They're pretty extravagant. They've got a donut wall and um, it's always combined with pros and amateurs which is pretty cool. It's a great all overall experience. The level of eliteness and competitiveness at the show definitely um, up-levels you when you go there. Um, and, you know, I gave it two years' time for me to really improve for specifically the show, and I felt really great about it. However, COVID happened. So back in February, my family and I, we traveled to California to go to Disneyland. Um, which was a, was a great trip. This happened to be after um, a call that my husband had where he saved a woman from a burning home, which, you know, honestly was a great break for him as well following that 
that very uh, scenario, um, which later this year he received a police star for, which is uh, amazing, and also a national award in um, the Museum for Police Officers in D.C. Besides the fact, going to California and enjoying our time there, I started noticing that I was getting sick right? Like I'd already started prepping after Christmas into uh, January, February, because I was headed for, you know, what would be the April show. Well, I had like this sinus infection, like I had a cold, it started as a cold and it turned to like, I thought it was a sinus infection, but it was actually like a combination of things which turned into like bronchitis. But I didn't really know what it was until I actually pushed myself to go to the doctor, like, actually two weeks after I thought my normal cold would have gone away normally. I was like, what the heck? Like, I never get sick for this long. Um, It's just getting worse, right? Um, I started wheezing and having trouble breathing at that point. I went to the doctor. They actually ended up doing a chest x-ray, and they diagnosed me with bronchitis. But at that time, COVID was just started being talked about. And there wasn't really any known facts as to how to even diagnose COVID yet. So who knows? Maybe I had COVID. It sure felt like I did based off of the symptoms that I had back then. I had never experienced a cold or bronchitis like that in my life where it really triggered, you know, my exercise induced asthma. It made me feel like complete garbage. They ended up uh, giving me a steroid uh pill for three days to help open up my airways and then also prescribe me um, a bronchodilator the albuterol to continue for several weeks and then they put me on antibiotics after that when it continued just a little bit further I was able to start breathing again but I still had like an infection in my lungs basically so my my conclusion is that I probably had COVID if, you know, COVID's really a real thing, do, do I think that's a real thing? Yeah, I think it is because viruses are, you know, always replicating and making new strands. Um, and this COVID is not something too, too new. Like there's other forms of COVID, but this one in particular is, uh, you know, very, very extreme and very new for the world. So I had no doubt that, that the virus was real once it came out however I feel that it was highly politicized but besides the fact I felt like after learning about it and after getting better after being sick for a full month I was like you know what I bet you I did have COVID so ever since then I haven't been really worried about COVID but still abiding to all of the rules and regulations of course uh, because I am a law-abiding citizen uh, no matter the politics involved or you know my opinions and beliefs of you know, I still do my part to take care of my health, basically, right? Just because, you know, COVID may or may not be a thing, I'm still going to do my part and make sure that I prevent, I I prevent any illness or sickness as much as possible by taking good care of my body and health, right? So I went through this sickness and I was like, oh crap, and then COVID happened and things started shutting down and the shows were kind of iffy. They started canceling and rescheduling. The the NPC shut down for a period of time. They weren't even sure if they would have the rest of the shows of the season or even have Olympia this year. Um, 
but you know there is some hope there's some glimmer of hope and poor robin man she's an awesome show promoter um i thanked her several times for being so committed and dedicated and trying to make it happen and she actually made it happen so they rescheduled the wasatch warrior to uh july so i actually had more time to prep which gave me an advantage but at the same time there's so much that happened through june as a police wife that really impaired my ability to keep going um and i almost didn't i almost called it quits and and threw in the towel i was like you know what i'll just compete at the end of the year if we still have got shows but you know what i was like damn it i'm already committed i'm financially committed to the show as well it's still happening i'm gonna be there i'm gonna make it happen um and I, you know at the time there's a lot emotionally to to sift through um and i just dug deep with the commitment that i had to myself and also to my family so i relied heavily on my foundations and my principles and my routines to spread out evenly family time and competitive time those things need to be meshed together in this time and luckily i knew how to do that and so I competed, and then after the show, I was like, oh, man, I placed, but I also didn't get the placing that I wanted. I'm still after my national qualification. Didn't get that. I was so close, but I didn't get that. And at that time, I was like, yes, I'm going for the next show, like, in another month. I'm going to make the most of this time. I'm going to bring in some more conditioning that the judges need to see try to make some improvements on the upper body as well just dial in my food a little bit dial in my training a little bit and just do the next one make the most of the season that i invested in but you know what life still happened right life happened so much throughout all the riots that were going on all the stress that was on my husband that i started recognizing that you know i already had a tough year i appreciated the fact that just like the rest of the competitors who ended up competing at that last show and some of the other shows across the United States early on when things started reopening, um, you know, the rescheduled shows started happening with, you know, masks and social distancing. I was like, you know what? I already did a great thing. I already kept my commitment. I already kept all of that hustle and hard work that I put into myself from after Christmas till then. It was time in my body, I could tell my body needed time to rest and recover and rejuvenate and bring calories up and bring training just a little bit more down in some ways, right? So not only physically did I notice a difference that, you know, I was kind of done at that point after my initial hype, like, yeah, I want to do this. I came down from a place of, oh, I want to do the next show. You know, going off of um, the the dopamine that you get from competing and the push, the competitive push, like, oh my gosh, I know I can land it. Just let me go to this next show. Just let me go. It's like, put me in, coach. It's that feeling like you just need to do it. That's the feeling you get as a competitive athlete when you're doing this more than just a bucket list thing. Okay, ladies. So when you have that feeling but you also have life happening at the same time, you have to know when it's okay in police and military first responder lifestyle to take a step back or keep moving forward. 
okay? So there's a lot of times where things are quite manageable, even though they might be stressful in your family lifestyle, where you can continue to keep going. But in a situation like this year, with COVID, politics going on, you know, your, your spouse's career under fire and under a microscope, and you have family who needs help and things that are going on, you might need to recognize that you just take a small break. You recollect your goals, okay? And so that's what I decided to do. And it was a very, very hard decision because when we are competitors, we become very impatient. Like I'm already an impatient and stubborn person when it comes to goal getting. So you have to relearn and reground patience into yourself as somebody who's a military and first responder spouse. Patience is very thin these days. Um, and it's a virtue that, you know, some of these pros and other competitors, um, you know, are able to kind of put to the wayside because, you know, they don't have to worry about all of these extra things going on in their life. It doesn't mean that they don't have other things to worry about or other responsibilities. It just means that, you know, perhaps maybe they have something a little easier. Perhaps they... Um, don't have the disadvantage or maybe they have a little bit more luxury because, um, you know, it's just a little bit less than what we typically have to handle, okay? When we have a military spouse who has training that has to come up, um, you know, sometimes these things get scheduled out of the blue, And we have to totally rearrange our schedules, our careers, the way we handle life with our kids. Um, And that needs to be taken into account for, right? Same thing with our first responders. They already have shift work. Or um, maybe you're a nurse and you have shift work. Um, These things can change on the fly. You might be called in. um, You might be working 21 days straight with no breaks especially during all these riots, right? Like, we have to, in a marriage, be fully present and capable of supporting our spouse. And we don't want to fall to the wayside with that because that makes them feel underappreciated and also makes life harder on them because their their job is not to worry about us every time they go to work, okay? Their job is to help and serve others. And so, you know, whether you're the one doing that or your spouse is, we have to make sure that we're helping them handle that load because it's a heavy, heavy job to bear. It's a heavy career to bear. It's a heavy responsibility to bear. And it's heavy on us as well because we feel for them. We empathize with them. We see them. We see the toll it takes on their health, on their sleep, on their emotions. And it's so hard when we have somebody who sees evil every day, um, who has to deal with people's darkest days every day, who has to tell somebody, you know, that their loved one died, right? There's so many different scenarios that, you know, the average person doesn't have to deal with. They have the luxury of not dealing with. So it's okay to recognize that difference and acknowledge that difference and be okay with 
granting yourself the grace and the patience to do the sport within a realistic time frame. And I know that sucks for us goal getters who want to just freaking achieve the pro card. Trust me, that has been on my mind since 2000 and late 18. Like I knew that was when I was like, you know what, I want to actually go pro, right? But at the same time, we have to notice when the right time is to slow down for our overall longevity in the sport and our health. And it's important to know your history with competitors. There are some competitors who do this same approach and they actually last a long, great time in the sport and they have a great time with it and they have good outstanding health because of it and they still obtain their pro card. Then there's also people who phase out really quickly because they're just go, go, go and they sacrifice not having kids you know, all throughout their 20s and 30s, and then they have to do IVF, or they have to, um, you know, decide not to ever have kids because they've already reached a post uh, or pre or post menopausal stage of their life at that point where they've already competed, they've done all their goals, they've gone pro, and then they're like, oh shit, well, I guess I'm just going to be somebody who doesn't have kids, right? You have to make these differentiating factors in your life. I had two kids, early and young in life, I'm married young, my lifestyle is very different from somebody who's doing this straight out of college. Uh, Somebody who's doing this who um, might be dating or might have a young marriage, but, you know, they're still just like in their their phase of not wanting a family, right? There's so many different variables you have to take into account that differentiates you um, against the norm. What is the norm right now in the sport? All of the stuff that's trending on your social media and that you're heavily following because it's like your your woman crush, right? You have to be very careful with what you align yourself with because it's not necessarily realistic to you and it's not necessarily a tangible, obtainable timeline for you because it's, it's not your life. It's not. It's not your life. It is your life that you have to base your structure and your timeline off of. So knowing when the time to be patient and competitive is the goal. So for me, that means putting my thoughts where my mouth is, putting my brains where my mouth is, where my heart is, and telling myself to slow down when I really didn't want to when experiencing a loss in my husband's family was a lot on top of, you know, me working at FitCon, which was amazing. Um, and then just mentally and physically trying to continue prepping my body down for the next show. Um, I, it just was not feasible to me because the next show would have been August and then October coming up. And Honestly, that was hard for me because I go through these back and forth feelings like, oh my gosh, I just really want to do it. Uh, Husband, I really want to do it. But at the same time, I know it's not good for us right now. I know it's not good for me right now because it will only just put me at a place where, you know, I'm not truly bringing my best to the stage. You want to always bring your best to the stage in your best health and your best fitness, your best conditioning, 
um, your best development. And so physically, I realized, you know, in order for my body to make the improvements I actually need to make to nationally qualify, I actually do need to make that very hard decision for myself and take a step back and regain plan and focus on growing right now, like solely focus on growing right now. Even though I don't want to, I need to for the health and well-being of myself so that I don't continue to lose muscle while trying to diet down because, you know, it comes to a certain threshold that your body can handle and you're not no longer, you're no longer gaining muscle at the same time as losing fat, okay? So you have to bring those things back up into the proper phase. That's why there's a short window of time where pros and athletes are typically competing within a short window of time that they're in their peak condition because that is as about as much as um, the, the human body can handle until it's time where it's really pressing back against you, okay? And so I noticed my body was doing that a lot quicker this time and this year in particularly probably because of the stress. And I was like, you know what? This sucks and I have to take a loss on that. You know, it's probably just God's timing right now and I have to focus on growing. I have to say no to myself. I have to be patient and not do these shows that I was really planning on doing so that I could finally obtain that goal this year. You know, my my plans are not going to happen on my watch. They're going to happen on God's watch. So if you're a spiritual person too, that comes in comes into play as well. You have to realize that, you know, whatever you're being tested on right now is likely something that you, a test that you need to pass, not a test that you need to be tempted by going the opposite way. So I want you to think about that and and really focus on your intuition and your gut feeling because likely if you're experiencing like tension in your marriage, you're experiencing tension in your job, you're experiencing too much tension in you completing school and competing at the same time, it's not the right timing for you, okay? So this is why I'm not somebody who pushes my athletes to to do things that are uncomfortable to them to a point of putting unnecessary stress on them because it's completely defeating the point of competing in a sport, okay? Um, within this lifestyle, you're always going to have a level of stress in a level of spontaneousness, a level of unexpected and uh, the unknowns because things can pop up. However, there's going to be a period of time where you can feel like you can let go a little bit and focus um, when you have a little bit less responsibility. For example, maybe an optimal time for you to start prepping for a show is when your kids first get out of school. So when all of that grind and stuff is done and they're kind of out of school and you don't have to worry about it as much you don't have as much uh, hands-on time taking them to and from school and activities perhaps you have more time to train at the gym time to diet time to meal plan where you can focus and prep through a summer prep through summer and into the next spring okay so sometimes I tend to do that and people are like, oh, why are you prepping during summer? And I'm like, you know what? That's just what works for me. And I actually enjoy it because I feel lean during the summer, right? That's not always the cycle I go through, but it tends to happen, I've realized. Um, just because 
Um, you know, it, it is a lot to be prepping through, you know, the first part of the year, for example. So it just depends on what type of season I'm in and, and how I phased out for my last show or my last season, because I might be at a completely different place and I might be aiming for um, a summer show, which makes you uh, prep more along the lines of through the holidays, uh, for example, um, or the entire year prior. So it really just depends. There's no, uh, there's no like yes or no guidebook to this thing. You have to decide the right timeline for you. Now, in the TMI Fox um, education that we put out for our athletes, we talk about proper tep- uh, prep timelines. And this is some homework that I like to give out while we're considering somebody to bring onto our team as well so they can get a feel for how we coach and also where they feel aligned with best as far as their goals because we're not going to bring on somebody who is not ready to fully commit to like a minimum of 16 weeks and the reason being is because we have to statistically have enough factual data and time to allow your body to respond to proper methods of coaching and flexible, healthy methods of, of coaching, including prep. So, you know, it's not something where you sign on with us for a week and then you're like, oh, it's not working, goodbye. No, we have to have a minimum of 16 weeks for a prep and we go month to month beyond that, which you can see all of our pricing and our details of our packaging options with me and Coach uh, Facia on tmifox.com, which is amazing. So go check us out. And you can schedule with us one-on-one if you need, um, you know, some answers to your questions and to see if we're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for one of our programs, uh, lifestyle or bodybuilding coaching prep. But essentially, we want to get you to a place where you have the confidence in the timeline of your, your coaching, in your prep timeline, where you're like, yes, this is a good time, even though I have this going on. This is much better than at a time that I feel a lot more overwhelmed, okay? So, you know, we might not know when somebody in our life passes is going to pass away. We might not know when a natural disaster might happen that could impair so many different things. The number one thing that we teach our athletes uh, from the inside out is overall preparedness. Preparedness in mentality and preparedness in uh, their their physical efforts and, and their actions to continue to replicate results um, which gets them to and from the stage properly and healthily and happily and so you know we do talk about unexpected events like what happens if you know your spouse really needs you um, emotionally what if a natural disaster happens and you lose all of your food and a power outage. We talk about, um, you know, what happens if COVID happens. That, that's been, um, you know, pandemic was not really on our list of topics before, but it sure is now. Um, we talk about unexpected things. We talk about how to optimize our lives from the inside out as a military and first responder family lifestyle. And that is the biggest thing. Um, 
to help our clients do appropriately and stress-free. You want to eliminate the guest factor, eliminate the gray area for you, and give you a stress-free experience to and from stage. That is our job to coach you. And that is what sets us apart from other coaching companies because we are essentially in your back pocket every step of the way. We are there with you at your show or we are there virtually at your show, um, hands-on with you. you. You can contact us and we we'll get back to you ASAP. Like We have very good customer service. We have very good coaching relationships with our clients to the point where we are basically family. Um, and our clients are family to each other, which is amazing, an amazing feeling that we love to have the athletes feel. Um, because when you are a military first responder spouse, you can come, you can sometimes feel alone and pressured. Um, and you can kind of feel like nobody truly understands you and nobody gets you. And, you know, if you lose at a show, you can kind of feel like, oh my gosh, like I just suck. Like my life sucks. I have, I'm like the underdog. I'll never win. And if you have the mindset of somebody like that, then you're never going to win. Okay. So that is why we teach our clients to be a total fox on that stage and to have the correct mindset going in and out of a show because you're setting yourself up for failure if you're not preparing properly. You're not giving yourself proper expectations and realistic timelines. And you're not allowing yourself to properly phase in and out of a prep with the understanding of when the right time is to be competitive and be focused on your family. All right, ladies, that is a mouthful for today. I hope that this has given you some insight as to how you can navigate being a wife of a military first responder spouse or being a service member yourself even while also having competitive goals in the bodybuilding space. Talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast episode on Find Your Fox Podcast. I hope you found it super inspiring and insightful in how this life is walking the line and also walking the stage. It is a fine, fine line that we walk. It is so ever judged and um, just difficult. The tensions are rising everywhere in the country as things further politicize our environments. Our spouses and our loved ones, they need us and we also need ourselves. If you need help figuring out how to find your total fox mode, please contact me or Coach Thasia at ifoxfitness at gmail.com. Go to our websites, www.teamifox.com and www.ifoxfitness.com and find what program best sounds like something that you need. We are completely open to helping you find something that enriches your life, helps inspire and motivate you from the inside out, that would help equip you to be at your best for your loved ones and for your family, for your kids, and most importantly, 
for yourselves. We love nothing more than shifting your internal story to a place of overcoming your past fears, your doubts, anything that once stood in your path. That is the transformations that we do every day at iFox Fitness. And so I can honestly say that it has been such a ride through this pandemic and Um, I hope that listening to my story has helped you kind of find relatability here. And, you know, if you're thinking about competing as well, you're not alone in this. And there's no reason to think that the bodybuilding sport is stopping because of the pandemic. It is very much alive. And if anything, the bodybuilding sport... Uh, community is thriving right now because we're all patriots and we have we are standing up to this thing and showing people how to be healthy and take care of themselves and um, truly not be scared and fall under this notion that we need to Uh, just be peer pressured into injecting our bodies with a vaccine that was, you know, basically rushed into the markets of us all, right? And there is a lot of speculation on that as well, but by all means, you have the right to choose what is best for you. You have the right to find something that enriches your life and helps you become resilient and strong. Um, May I consider that you look into our course called Armor Up. This is a nutrition-only do-it-yourself course that I've created specifically for you ladies. If you're just getting into this thing, start with your nutrition. Start with your um, your internal self. Start with the Armor Up course, and you can find this on our website, ifoxfitness.com, and see where that takes you, because that's exactly where I started. And I'm so glad that I took the pause that I needed in 2020 after my first Wasatch Warrior show, and then I came back again this year at the 2021 Wasatch Warrior show, and that was the difference of me landing finally my national qualification and I can proudly say that I will be on the stage at NPC Nationals Championships in Orlando this year in December uh, 17th and 18th. Um, I am so excited to bring Team iFox to the national stage and really make a stand for us Thin Line Wives and um Just being there will be such an accomplishment for me and for you guys, I hope. So I want to prove to you guys that through it all, you can do something great with yourself. You can have goals and it's okay for you to have goals. It's healthy for you to have goals and ambition and a drive to improve yourself, improve your life and think about your health on a deeper level and help impact your family on a deeper level. You know, there are definitely some points where me and my husband have had to really work on some things through the pandemic, through moving, through losing loved ones in our family and um, 
throughout it all, it's always been fitness and health and also my love of the sport of bodybuilding, helping me cope in healthy ways, allowing me an outlet to really have a staple in my life to use as a routine, as something fulfilling and also just the glue to who I am. And I want you ladies to find that for yourselves. And I hope that me showing up on that national stage, um, you know, overcoming what I did and giving myself the patience and not pressuring myself just because of everybody else in the sport and understanding that you know, my life is different from somebody who's not living a police wife life. Giving yourself the time, the patience, and most importantly, the consistent application and positive reflection and, and influence on yourself is going to make that difference on whether or not you show up on that day and get up on that stage. It makes the difference in whether or not you rank up and you get the pro card, which I am aspiring to do for our team and bring us to the national level and pro level stages. I'm so excited for this next level for iFox Fitness. So if you're wanting to jump on board, we are looking for committed athletes. Please reach out to us, get an application in. We'll hop on the phone with you and see if you're right for Team iFox or if you just need somebody to help guide you, a coach on our coaching staff to get you started on your lifestyle transformation. We walk this line with you. We've got police officers um, who are going into the academy this year. We've got uh, wives like you whose husbands are deployed, whose boyfriends are deployed, and it is such a beautiful thing. Please get in our community. If you are a wonderful listener on Find Your Fox podcast, go to Facebook and find our community. You can look it up in our bios on Instagram and here on this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google. And we just want to thank you for listening and following our podcast because It is such an honor to have the freedom to talk to you ladies and provide a sense of togetherness for you so that, you know, you have something to look forward to and somebody to tell you that, hey, it's going to be okay. Keep your head in the game and we'll get through it together because we are right there with you. So thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.